0: Well, greetings and welcome to the FBC Global Church podcast. We're the Global Missions Pastors, Scott and Jim, and uh, we got some special guests here with us uh, in this episode, uh, Michael and Bernadette Boone from Zambia. And uh, so, Michael and Bernadette, um, how about if you tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, how... How did we even become connected with you in the first place?
1: Well, um, we became connected to the Chippendales, uh, Cedric and Pauline. And uh, we've known them for um, since the late 90s, uh, for almost 25 years. You know, it's one of those situations where I met uh, Cedric at the seminary that I was attending. But he was also a part of the church where he was uh, the Christian education director. You know i didn't really get to know him personally but it was uh when he was getting ready to come back to south africa so i got to, get to know him a little bit more and uh, and then when he got here uh, we got connected and we began just to uh, have more of a relationship together per se you know um, it's really sort of interesting uh, that uh one time before Bernie and I got married. That you know, um, I happened to be in Mozambique on a a missions trip, and so I went over to South Africa. And Cedric ended up uh, finding a diamond for me, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. for the you know, the wedding and you know, and that whole thing. And so, and so we spent a lot of time learning about diamonds and stuff like that in South Africa. So it was the beginning of our friendship, per se.
2: So when um. When was your first introduction to FBC, and when was the first time that you came to came to visit FBC?
1: I think it was somewhere in the two thousand and two, two thousand and three timeframe. Um, it was uh, Cedric had told me about uh, the church, and at the time uh, I was the uh, the new uh, missions director at the church I was attending North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship, and I had never been that done that before. So, well, essentially, I went to FBC to see what was happening there, and to be able to take notes and learn some things.
0: Hmm. And, and then, did, um, you, um, go
2: ahead. did you join us for um, a couple of our um, African like leadership conferences through the years?
1: Yeah, we did. No, the first um, experience there was a missions um, conference that was up in the mountains somewhere around um, uh, FBC, and that was around 2002, 2003. And then uh, um, I think it was around 2016, I uh, came back. Uh, I was invited to come back, and we, you know, you guys had a missions conference at the church, and so I was a part of that and then um, we also um, went to thailand with mm-hmm. them in 2017. so um, we've, we've been getting to know FBC over a period of time and
0: and so then that that trip to thailand that was to attend our asian leadership conference um mm-hmm. and it was uh, i mean the main reason that we invited you to that was because you guys at the, at that time you were headed to Zambia as missionaries. And, uh, which is where, where you're joining us in this, in this podcast from. Um, so how did, how did all that come about? How did, how did God lead you guys to to give up your jobs in America, your position and the church there in Dallas to become missionaries in Zambia?
1: Um, the easy answer is God. <laughs> um, you know, it began a long time ago when um, I was an engineer in California and uh, began to grow growing the Lord and um, um, one of the things I, you know, uh, I said to the Lord, I was praying. I said, Lord, if this is true, I need to be able to do what it says, and, and that's how uh, my uh, growth has taken place over the period of years. And part of that was um, missions. Uh, my, my brother-in-law is Congolese. And so he's always been telling me about the needs in Congo and stuff like that, the churches. And so um, there was a time in the late nineties in which um, I went on a, an Africa uh, training trip. And one of the places I went to was Zambia. Uh, and it was like in the Northern part of Zambia on the border there at Congo. And um, we ended up um, uh, doing that week of training. And then also I walked over to Congo and discovered that, hey, it's right there. So um, our ministry has been more of a Zambian, also Congo as well. You know, and so um, before we actually got married, I took Bernadette on a, a missions trip to, uh, to Zambia in 2002. You wanna say something about that? Oh. <laughs> so, but, um, and uh, and then we end up doing more trips, you know, to Zambia. Uh, we had some friends that became missionaries here, and we, you know, end up uh, coming every few years. And then 2010, we started doing um, an annual uh, pastors' conference in the Congo area. And so we were becoming the Zambia and also the Congo. And then um, around 2016 you know most of what we had um, been praying to, to accomplish at um, the church we were attending had been already done and so i was praying lord uh, what do you want us to do now um and um you put upon our hearts to be able to um, take this step and so i, I told bernadette in fact, I was, I was i thought she was gonna say are you crazy <laughs> but she didn't say that and she said if god's told you to do it then we gotta go mm-hmm. and so we spent about a year um Uh, raising funds, but it was interesting in that people kept saying, you know, that's good, that's good. But it wasn't until we actually uh, quit our jobs that the majority of the funds came in, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the end of, it was the beginning of 2017 that we, you know, we said goodbye to our jobs and that uh, funding began to come in and we uh, came over here in March of 2017.
2: Hmm.
0: and so um now that you're in Zambia and you've been there for a couple of years now what's the what's the focus of your ministry what do you guys you know you know in the name of missions all around the world you name it and it's being done in the name of missions you know there's there's schools there's you know medical work there's you know obviously church planting um there's construction, there's humanitarian relief, there's uh, you know, all kinds of things that people do in the name of missions. So what, what is the focus of your ministry there in Zambia?
1: Um, the focus of our ministry is more geared toward leadership training. Um, one of the things that really impacted me um, early on was that I've been so impacted by good Bible teaching, you know, and that's helped me to be able to grow as a Christian. You know, but then I heard about some of the, uh, the pastors here, and someone told me that uh the average church boy in America who sits under a bible teaching pastor knows more than the average uh african pastor and you know, that really impacted me, you know, and my thought was, you know who's going to do something about it you know and I began to pray about it got put upon that made that burden for that, and so um what the ministry that we're doing is pastoral training and youth leader training. And so we're trying to be able to reach out to um, those pastors that can't afford to go to Bible school, you know, and, um, and the ones that God has um, put upon their heart to work with us as well. And so um, when we first came here, uh, we prayed where we want us to go, uh, we'll go. Um, and uh, the first, uh, um, city that we went to uh, on New was about 11 hours away by bus, you know, and uh, I said, Lord, are you sure you want me to go by 11 hours away? And because uh, it was interesting, I, I just went there to see what's happening there with a friend of mine, and uh, I expected to say, okay, I'll see you in another couple of years, but he had already organized the pastors to be training, and, and so I just, you know, I said, God reminded me of what I was praying, so I, it was like, okay uh, i'll be here every couple of months you know just to be able to continue to work through the knowing god material and then it was uh, another city on the other side of uh, zambia uh, that uh, said we want some help then it was in the capital city in and then the last and then we've been going to congo uh four times a year as well training and then the last one was in the southern province in lebanston and so we've been doing that the pastors uh, and our approach is to be able to do the train and train We want to be able to train the leaders to be able to train other people and disciple their churches. That's our desire, you know, because there's going to be a time when uh, we're going to be going back to America, wherever God may take us. But we want them, we, we want to start a movement of Bible teaching here. Mm-hmm.
3: So as Michael's working with the pastors, I work with, um, with the youth leaders. And so it's a, it's a similar model, really the same model. Um, We're using the creation to Christ. um, uh, Bible um, uh, System Bible teaching Um, and and I'm also working with youth leaders in the various cities to uh, in the same train the trainer model. And so, um, so, so we've been doing that for the last several years here. Uh, we have groups in several cities now. We travel um, every month or so. Well, we were, before COVID-19. <laughs> um, so we would travel, uh, do some intense teaching, and, um, and then what the expectation would be for them to be able to start their own small groups, so.
1: And so we have uh, leaders that we work with in each of the cities. And so when we teach, during that intensive time, what they do in the interim is that they go over the teaching and with the pastors in those areas such that um, they sort of help to be able to break it down a bit more as well and so that 's what we 've been doing uh, here in, uh, here in Zambia and also the Conway area
2: so
0: how many how many pastors uh, how many churches are we talking that you guys are working directly with
1: um, all total between uh, the uh, pastors and youth leaders is about 60 um, and that's just uh, Zambia and Congo as well so it's about uh, 50 so um, pastors and their churches and then uh, about uh, maybe what 14 uh, youth leaders that we work with as well and then youth leaders are the individuals that uh, come from the church, the pastor's churches that we work with as well and so we want to make sure that You know, um, that the pastor's teaching the right thing, and that youth is also being teaching the right thing as well.
3: Hmm.
0: And how, how, so these 60 churches, how widespread are they throughout the country?
1: Um, The eastern part of Zambia, the western part of Zambia, the central part of Zambia, the southern part of Zambia. And so they're Um, um, pretty spread out. Um, yeah, and, you know, and um, there are churches of different uh, disciplines or doctrines. Many of them are charismatic or Pentecostal. We have a number of who are uh, Baptist. Hmm. You know, so it's just a number of different things. Wow. You know, we have here uh, these things called passage fellowships, and so in each city uh, there is a group of know, pastors that come together for encouragement uh, once a week and so um, we look for open doors among these passage fellowships and so that's how we got involved in terms of the the trainings in those different cities but mm-hmm. by, um, by targeting or i should say you know uh, seeing if there's a need in in, in these uh, passage fellowships and so that's that's given us the the entryway to start the training
0: and then what what's their response been to you know your the training that you guys are providing the teaching that you're giving. And because, uh, I mean, as, I mean, I haven't been there. We haven't been able to go and visit you guys yet, but um, you know, we've been to other places and, and most everywhere when, when we begin working um, you know, the ones we begin working with, there's, there's aspects where they're very, very confused in the faith, very confused about the truth. And so, and, and you just said that they come from many different denominational backgrounds. Obviously, different denominations hold to different doctrines and different beliefs. And, and so how, how has the response and the reception been?
1: Um, there's a wide range of reception uh, to, from those that really uh, get it and they're hungry for it and they want more to those that are challenged by it as well. I remember uh, a situation where I was in uh, one of the outlying cities and it was a difficult week. we were teaching to uh, the lessons and I was being challenged, you know, by uh, a couple of the pastors, especially this one pastor, and he was just, uh, you know, questioning everything I was teaching Hmm. and I just thought, thought, Laura, am I I just messing up? Is this, you know, is, is this really working out? And so I came back depressed. And, you know, it was one of those hot days, hot bus rides, and, you know, it was our anniversary, you know. And it was one of those interesting things was that um, as I was coming in the house, I got this phone call. And it's from this pastor that was giving me a hard time. And this is the first time he's ever called me. And he was Mm -hmm. saying, Pastor, just thank you for the training. You really, uh, you're rocking our world. You're challenging us, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that was... um, and I was just praising God because it really wasn't about me. It was about them, God, uh, moving in their hearts to be able to get the training. Hmm. So the youth leaders that I work with, they've
3: been probably a bit more, uh, what's the word, pliable? <laughs> because they, they haven't been uh, entrenched in, in, in a lot of the bad doctrine for as long. So mm-hmm. they're a bit more open to the teaching. Um, hmm. For, for them, sometimes you can see the light bulb go off over their heads and, and they're like, wow, this is such a, a revelation to, to hear this and see this in God's word. And so uh, even though they do bring different uh, uh, things from their different denominations, I always take it back to the word of God. You know, what does the Bible say? You know, it doesn't matter what you've been taught or what your great grandmother told you, what does the Bible say? And it always, uh, comes back to the word of God. And that's been really, really uh, good for them because they're struggling with a lot of things here in Zambia. Um, over 80% of the population here is is under the age of 35. Mm-hmm. And so um, so they make up the, the, the majority of the country. It's, Zambia is a young country uh, from that perspective. Um, and, and they're struggling with a lot of things, um, poverty, unemployment, uh, not being able to uh, not just go to college, but sometimes they can't afford to even go to regular school. Um, And it's just, you know, a sense of hopelessness, lots of unemployment, um, underage marriage because of the poverty levels. Sometimes the the, the parents will uh, encourage their young daughters to go and marry someone older so that they can send money back to the household. So they're fighting with all these different things. Alcoholism is a problem here. There's some drug use um, and they've just for a long time been generally ignored uh, by society as well as the church. Um, and also there's a, a, a large um, percentage of the population with HIV here. That's still a, a big issue here, the HIV uh, problem. And so uh, with that comes stigma and you know all these different things. And so they're dealing with all these different things in the sense of hopelessness. And so um, they, they see hope in the truth and the word of God. And so that's mm. been, as one of the youth leaders said, transformational for her, because she said, I can't transform anybody until I've been transformed and I have been transformed. So, so, so that's kind of what
1: I've been seeing with the youth leadership training. Mm. The same here as the pastors as well. I mean. Um, they're excited uh, for the most part, um, and they're trying to encourage uh, uh, their peers to be able to get the training as well. And so we are um, working on the second tier in terms of uh, helping the current group of pastors to be able to start the Knowing God curriculum um, in the next month. And so um, they're forming up uh, small groups uh, in the different cities except for Livingston right now.
2: Do you guys have any um, sense of how long the Lord would, was going to have you there?
1: Um, people keep asking that question, <laughs> and <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, and so we okay. want to be able to get them grounded. Sure. Uh, we want them to be able to, uh, you know, we've done uh, Knowing God and creation of Christ with a, a core group of people, and we're, uh, we want you to be able to, to do acts. And Romans uh, uh, with them as well. Uh, so, just to be able to do uh, some New Testament teaching. And so, but uh, when it's time to go, it's up to, uh, to God just to share with us what it is, or when it is.
2: Seems like that's the same answer that um, you gave when Scott asked you how this whole thing work. You said, God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, that, God, see, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I don't have any other answer besides that, you know, so. Amen. Uh, and so we're just trying to be, you know, um, obedient, but just to, to see where God wants us to go.
0: And uh, teaching, you know, the youth leaders as well as the other pastors through, you know, creation of Christ and knowing God, some of the other lessons. Are you seeing them? Turn around and reteach the lessons to others, and and uh, if so, how's that been?
1: Um, I have been seeing it. Uh, some have done that. Uh, probably a good group of have done that. Some are still, you know, working through that. I remember uh, when uh, we were teaching the Congolese of Mubashi, and um, we were talking about uh, we had a, a session on how to be able to to share a few churches. And so they were organizing themselves to be able to have a Sunday school where they could be able to share that um, knowing God, but from to in Christ if their churches there. And um, it, they're also been doing this in, in certain parts of uh, Zambia in some of the cities, uh, Lusaka, Monsa, and uh, Nwancha. But one of the things that was interesting, uh, we started uh, Livingston, uh, which is like another city here in Southern Province a year later than everybody else. And they're only halfway through their training, but they were like so excited about you know, the material that they began uh, to share you know, it uh, with their churches um, spontaneously. It was like, uh, and they, uh, they said, hey, you know, beginning of the year, we're gonna start doing this. And so this is what they've been doing there in the, in the Southern province area. Mm.
3: And with the youth there, um, we were actually moving to that phase to where uh, they would start teaching. I think the last time we traveled, um, I sat with them and reviewed the first several lessons just so it can be fresh with them. And so um, they would actually teach portions during our sessions um, towards the end of the year. I would have them do that just to kind of observe them. And also I started having them do the devotions when we would come together. To see that they were grasping you know these concepts because there's a lot you can pick up from when mm-hmm. they do the devotions um, if, if they're doing them from a biblical perspective based on what they've learned so um, one of the uh, young people in fact he's he's quite young he's he's uh, anxious and, and wanting to share with some of his, his um, high school friends and so he's like I'm ready to, to get a group with the high school friends and mm-hmm. And um, just like, let's just, just hang on, you know, <laughs> just we want to make sure that you understand how to teach it. So, so mm-hmm. he's just on fire and, and, and a couple of the others, they're, they're ready to go mm-hmm. to run with this. And so it's just a matter of us being able to uh, travel again, to observe them, to make sure they're teaching it properly before mm-hmm. we take off the training wheels, so yeah. as to speak. So,
2: so you spoke a little bit about, um, when you can start traveling again and you're getting ready to have these folks start teaching before you know covid um, came about so um, just pro- probably similar over there in terms of everywhere around the world and even here in Winchester but share a little bit of how it is and are the churches closed and when might they be able to reopen and when might you be able to travel again and things like that
1: um. What's been happening is that um, for the first few months, uh, the number of people that have been tested for COVID has not been very, very many, but then recently in the last week um, or so, um, you've learned that it's gotten into the places where the majority of people live, all compounds. And so they've been getting a number of, um, uh, numbers have been going up. Um, you have been finding that even some of the members of parliament have died, because of uh, the COVID, uh, you find, uh, and it was interesting that um, the health uh, director, Ministry of Health said that um, if people are, are, don't do what they're supposed to be doing, like social distancing, wearing masks, what he's he's seen is that because of how it's increasing, that he says that, you know, if these people are not doing the right thing, that they could have a thousand deaths per day in August you know, and so it has been affecting the, the churches. Uh, in fact, the uh, for a large number of months, I think it was about three months, the churches were closed, you know, and you couldn't, uh, they couldn't meet, uh, they could not uh, have services. And it was hard to be able just to connect with the, the members as well. And so um, you had the committed people that were uh, open to be able to, um, um, to pray and that you know they have so many services but then the majority of people um, stayed away and even when the, 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 the chance to be able to come back together um, it was very difficult as well because in order for a church to be able to open you had to get permits which is payment uh, you had to pay for a permit in order to get for a permit, you have to be able to get an inspector that you pay to come out to be able to look at the church. You have to be able to make some changes. And so it was a big to-do you know, to a point now, right now, that probably half the churches are still closed uh, mm-hmm. here in Columbia. And um, they are even talking about the possibility of even doing some more quarantine because of how it's getting worse uh, here as well. But it really has affected um, the churches People are not giving. um, People, uh, things are becoming more expensive here uh, from the stores, and it's just making it very difficult to be able to to live per se. And so, one of the things that here, one thing you discover is that uh, people come to church uh, for encouragement, for the word, for prayer, because they they go through very difficult lives. And so, what you're finding is that because of the church being closed, that you find a lot of people going to depression now, um, Mm. and uh, hopelessness, Mm. you know, and uh, it's just been a a very difficult situation.
3: No, I mean, mean, that's basically, I would just say the same, that people are really, really challenged. We were in a very um, tough time economically in Zambia before COVID-19, um the, the the um the money here it's called quacha and so the value of the quacha had had just uh it had been devalued so much already and then when COVID came it made it even worse and so um so it's very difficult and many of the people uh they do what's called piece work in other words they go out for the day look for work and then they get paid for that day and so uh, I guess it would be something similar to day laborers in America would be called. And so when COVID came, uh, they were not able to do that. And so, um, so you had a lot of people that didn't have money to eat, uh, money for food or you know just basic things like that. And so, um, so they get very discouraged. And sometimes the, the people say, where is God? You know, where, where is God? Why are we going through this? So
1: and the, the pastors, even though uh, they're um, pastor of churches, they, before COVID, they were not getting paid that much. You know, mm-hmm. it was uh, very, very minimal. So they would have to be able to try to get these piecemeal jobs to be able to help tie things over. Uh, since COVID, um, the people have not been given what, giving, uh, what they had in the past. And so it's been a very, let um, say, desperate time for some of the pastors you know, in terms of trying to pay rent, trying to get food, you know, uh, school fees and other things of life as well. And so it's been a very difficult time. And, and as you know, that when there is um, no money, um, it tends to increase sometimes the, um, the family issues uh, that go on. And so with the, the wives and the children and whatever. And so it's just um, it's, it could be a difficult time. Hmm.
0: And so how how has God been leading you guys to help with some of those
2: needs?
1: Uh, one of the things is uh, we have been praying about you know, what we can do. And so um, what was sort of awesome about it was that um, as we were praying, uh, God responded to um, um, uh, Winchester, you know, by asking for, for the future help. And so it was... Um, and so we we been trying to get to help in two different areas. One, providing food for a month for the pastor's family, you know, and then two for the churches has been trying to provide uh, COVID supplies such that it can help the members feel more safer in the churches. And these are um, supplies such as um, um, face masks and sanitizer and, you know, so they can be able to wash their hands. And also we've been doing uh, Zoom calls as well, uh, every uh, couple of months, I'm sorry, twice a month. And so we started that when we began to see what Winchester was doing uh, with the Zoom calls, uh, you know, starting in March or April. And so we, uh, it's, it was, it's been sort of difficult because many of them don't have smartphones. so we're in, if they do have a smartphone, they don't have the data, the money to be able to buy data to get on the internet. And so one of the things we've been doing has been to um, supplement um, the cost of them to get on the internet. You know, So it's been uh, an encouragement to them, I think, because we've been doing it uh, maybe a couple times a month. And we have a time of we talk about the ministry, the training ministry, then we have a time of devotion and then we, we end in prayer as well. And so, and so I've heard feedback that uh, it's been really a blessing because they've been going through um, some depression and some other things as well. Uh, and so they, 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 if they felt as though uh, they were not alone.
2: Hmm.
1: And uh, we also have been uh, making some phone calls and uh, just praying with them as well along the way. Weekly. So we've uh, been trying to, um, to encourage them.
3: Mm.
1: And so it's just um, my heart is to be able to get on a bus and, and go and <laughs> visit them. But uh, I've been told by my wife that I can't. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so, but because, uh, you know, often the bus stations are like uh, that's where. You know, you have people not wearing masks, and you have people that's just clustered together. Cluster together, and just uh, it could be sort of chaotic. And uh, on a good day, on a good day, without COVID, <laughs> you know. And yeah. so, there's so much stuff going around. So, but uh, with this here, um, it's, it's um, getting a lot worse.
2: We were talking with you uh, several weeks ago, Scott and I, <laughs> you guys. And so, tell us about, or tell the listeners we already know but to our listeners about how they were hand, handling the availability of the mask on the, the bus
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay uh, one of the things that uh, we have a friend that is connected uh, to what's going <laughs> on nationally which is you know the Zambian I'm sorry the Zambian COVID coalition and so one of the things they've been reporting back was that uh, um um there have been face masks on these mini buses. Mini buses take people everywhere. And so, the most most of the Zambians ride mini buses. And so, uh, to be able to make sure that they're okay, you have to wear masks mask on the mini buses. And so, what the, the owners of the mini buses have been doing has been renting out masks. And so, when you uh, you, you get on a mask, you get on a bus to give you a mask, you get off, they take it back, and they give it to somebody else. You know? <laughs> immediately so that has (laughs) been their approach to keeping people safe you know uh needless to say it's been increasing the public
0: now we we know why bernadette won't let you travel on the bus
1: (laughs) using Um, mass yeah Mm -hmm. but, but that's what's been happening um but now they've gotten to the point of not just using masks at all. So mm. <laughs> it's just they're going unnatural. <laughs>
3: yeah, I yeah. mean it's and it's a challenge here because we have other health issues already. COVID is just you know added to the list. I mean have we've got 1.2 million people that are HIV positive here. Most of those are young people. Um, we've got tuberculosis that's still here. We've got malaria. We've got typhoid fever. And so uh, we got high blood high pressure, blood pressure diabetes. High, high, mm-hmm. high number of people with high blood pressure and diabetes here. So, so, so most the, people have underlying conditions. Yeah, most of the people here have underlying mm-hmm. conditions. Um, um, mm-hmm. So that can be challenging, so or could be challenging. So, hmm.
0: so um... What would be the main prayer requests that you would like our listeners to know about and to be praying about um, for yourselves, for your ministry, and for the pastors and and their ministries?
1: Um, the primary one is just for our health. Um, hmm. You know, Ernest has been dealing with um, ear infections of in the past. That has started um, at the uh, beginning of this COVID. She's been getting a lot quick with ear infections. Mm. Uh, and, um, and then um, at the same time, um, she's gotten high blood pressure, and that has been something she's never had before in the past. Mm. And so all these things happen at the, at the beginning of this COVID thing more on, And then uh, myself has been the asthma uh, over the past few months, and it's um, I've not had any issues with it for 10 years, but then um, just before uh, this, this COVID-19 began to flare up. And so just pray for our health. Um, it's getting better. Uh, we can pray for our son uh, in Atlanta area and just for his safety and for his health as well. Mm. And then um, pray for um, the pastors as well. Mm. Um, You know, I'm I'm thankful for uh, for God bringing us here because, you know, really, I think that uh, my faith has been extended by uh, working with them and seeing what God has been doing. Um, And, you know, just... uh, And so they've become uh, friends become family. Mm -hmm. You know, we travel, we stay in the homes of local pastors uh, there in the different cities. And I remember... uh, uh their, their kids you know we become uncle and aunt uh and uh in fact we owe a uh, birthday present to one kid one, one six-year-old <laughs> but um mm-hmm. you know, and so um and I know as they're going through difficult times um you know um i can hear in their voices when I, I talk to them uh, some of them are going through um, marital issues some of them going to financial issues um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, it's difficult uh, emotionally to be able to, um, and part, you know, often I want to be able to help as much as I can, but, you know, one of the things that uh, God has been teaching me is that um, uh, um, to give it over to him and let him to be able to handle it. And then as he directs us on how to help then we will just uh, do the best that we can as well. So we've been on the phone a lot. Uh, we've been on Zoom a lot. And we've just been trying to encourage and, and uh, strengthen in those individuals that God has been placed in our sphere of influence. Verna?
3: Yes. Okay.
1: okay.
0: Uh, you said that you'd put together some, like, care packages for the pastors and stuff that would, like, be enough food for a month. Yeah. Um, when was that done and when will that month be passed and what's the
1: next plan um it was done uh, last week in Dambia, mm-hmm. and in fact it was uh, finished today in Congo in uh, fact I just got pictures just now um, uh, of uh, the food packages going out in the Congo area and so it was uh, um, 25 kgs of something called milk, which is like maize product, and that's their staple here. Uh, and so it's corn, a corn product, a corn-like goods, and so that's their staple. And so it's enough for a family for to feed up for for a month. And then there was uh, cooking oil that they cook their uh, vegetables and almost everything in. And they have sugar, and then they have also a lot of chicken. And so one of the the pastors that uh, Gave food to, he said, You know, this chicken, I'm gonna eat off of this for, for at least a week, you know. And so he was looking at how I could be able to, to maneuver and eat off from the feet to the head to everything. Nice. <laughs> you know, so there, um, hmm. and, uh, and so the thing is that um, um, he wanted to give them a cushion such that they can be able to try to, you know, get things on their route or so do the best that they can. Um, for this month period and so we're praying about what we can do next
0: hmm.
1: you know um, and,
0: so do you have a plan for what you're what you might do next or are you still praying about it or what
1: um right now we're, we're still praying about it um, hmm. and so um it was um we're, we're working uh on getting them the covid supplies for next week and mm-hmm. so that's the next thing that we're doing and then uh, what we're going to do is that after those things are handed out for the churches then we're going to have um, a meeting with them just to be able to talk about what the next steps are and mm-hmm. so one of the things i've been doing has been not just to be able to um deduce what i want them to do to have but i've been trying to listen to them you know uh, uh see what is needed per se
0: mm-hmm amen well as these things come to light and as your plans are formulated for you know what the what the pastors and their churches are in need of and and you know help wise and all that kind of thing make sure you keep us
2: posted yeah sure
1: i will you know we thank you so much for um, what you have done so far in terms of the gifts uh it really was um in each of the cities where the, uh, the food was dispersed, uh, they were saying that, you know, they were just rejoicing mm. because they were not really expecting it. You know, um,
3: mm.
1: we uh, have not been, you know, giving out things to them as to for the training. We were just, you know, um, they were, we were just doing teaching. And so they were in you know, some of the places where they've been doing training, they've been giving them things, you know, um, Bibles, discs, whatever. But we just given the training. And so um, we have been sort of um, emphasizing that there's been some pastors that came initially because they wanted to get something from us. We thought we were given something. And so when they did not get what they thought we would get, they just sort of faded away. But these core that we've been working with, you know, they've been really ex- faithful and excited and mm-hmm. into God's word and in the training. Mm-hmm. And so... So, um, this, the food that was given to them, you know, was unexpected, and they were just so excited, you know, because um, of um, just getting it. Um, I had been getting um, uh, texts, you know, in the past about how difficult things were, and I'm, I'm thankful that God was able to provide those things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. how well, about if
2: I uh i pray for you guys
1: oh please thank
2: you so we're just thanks for letting us have this time to talk with michael and bernadette and we do just pray for their uh just their health concerns and the uh bernadette's ear infection and and um just the relief that uh, they, that that can come and We know all. We all know the ear infections are just. They can be uh, very, very painful and just uh, a real nuisance. So we pray for her with that, and then, and her blood pressure that it um, just wouldn't be too high, and then that it would come down. And um, and so also for the asthma for Michael and and um, so these health concerns that have come just. just um, you know, recently, and so we just we just hold them before you and we know you're great, your love and your care, your concern, uh, you're the great physician, so we just, we hold them before you. Um, also, we know that you're teaching them uh, through times of trial and tribulation and suffering, and so uh, that, that they would also be learning what it is that you have them to learn as they go through uh, these, these times of, uh, of sufferings in their life, and as we all do, and as you're teaching us all uh, through these periods of our lives. We pray for just the, the leaders, um, the pastors that they are involved with, uh, the youth leaders that, that they're involved with. Um, just continue to give them the hunger hunger, for you give them a, a spiritual interest um, ears to hear uh, spiritual uh, just enlightenment from you so that the things that they're studying in with uh, Michael and Bernadette that they'll that they will be spiritually understanding and then as they can things open back up or willing and they can engage more with other people travel that they'll be able to begin to pass these things on to other people and begin to teach uh, these things on to other people that you would have them uh, to be teaching. And then um, in Atlanta, um, their son in Atlanta, so just be with him and uh, protect him and watch over him. And um, during during these times of some un unrest and uncertainties uh, in our in in the states while he's in Atlanta just be with him and um, so Lord thanks for your thanks for your faithfulness thanks for your uh, just your love and your your heart to see people um, just come into your relationship with yourself we know that your desire is that that none would perish but all would come to repentance and whether it's in Zambia or other countries of Africa or other in Asia, places that uh, we're working in Asia or Latin America or Mexico, Ecuador, and here, uh, here in Winchester. And so we're just, just thank you for your miraculous, uh, your, your divine work. Your heart for man, your heart for people, to come into a relationship with you, and then to enjoy intimate fellowship with yourself. So, just thanks, Lord, and thanks for our time to be together. In your name, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: <clears throat> Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Well, is there in closing? Is there any anything that anything else that you? Wanted to sh- wanted to share with our listeners that we didn't ask you about or.
1: Um, no. Like
0: like how amazing Bernadette is or anything or.
1: <laughs> uh, she is amazing. <laughs> I enjoy that sweater that she's on that she's wearing. <laughs> <And> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was told I need to behave. So. Uh, <laughs> make sure
3: uh, no, I just I I, I, I think I, I just want to thank you all for. For your your not just your support, your friendship, your guidance, your um, just just uh, being willing to connect with us, mm-hmm. uh, we really really appreciate it. It's um, I think often people see missionaries as these super Christians or super humans, and we're not. And and mm-hmm. and so it's nice for us to get encouragement and to be encouraged. And and so I just want to say thank you to uh, Fellowship Bible Church for that for that encouragement and just all the the friendships that we've developed over the last several years through fellowship. We really, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for the the Monday night, Monday uh, calls and the encouragement as well as the, uh, going to the Book of Acts on Tuesday as well. That's been very helpful. Yes.
0: Uh, Good. Yeah. Amen. That's uh, and we consider it a, a real privilege and blessing to be connected with you guys. And we're really thankful that uh God put us together and um we're we're excited about the work that God is doing in and through you there and as well as congo and and uh very much look forward to the day when we can finally visit in person yeah and uh so we' we'll, we'll continue to pray to that end
1: amen we'll we'll introduce you to food <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But, yeah. uh, when we come, hopefully it'll be in, hopefully it'll be in July and not in October.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not, in yeah. October. not in October. October <laughs> could be very, very hot. And yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Yes. So I think you're going to enjoy June and July. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you guys again for taking the time out to, to join us. And, um, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in and, and uh, for listening to this episode. And, and uh, please keep Michael and Bernadette and the ministry there in Zambia and the Congo in your prayers.